Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And this week's episode is brought to you by Boob Butter. Boob Butter is the first lanolin, shea butter, and beeswax-free nipple cream. And it comes highly recommended by breastfeeders. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Fairhaven Health is introducing a new product, the Sage Personal Moisturizer and Lubricant. And we'll hear more about these products later. Um, but right now, I want to tell you, first of all, before I hand it over to Diane, that you can go to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, scroll down to the bottom, and sign up for our email list. And you can have episodes, all of our episodes sent straight to your inbox so that you don't have to search us out. So if that's something that you appeals to you, um, head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You can also find on badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com our, sh- our uh, show notes, which has details of all of our episodes. And also, we now offer transcripts. So it's been a while. We just forgot to tell you. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I don't know, a couple months now. Um, so so yeah. all of the episodes are transcribed there next to the little play. You see the little CC. So you can push that and read it if you prefer. And um, okay, now Diane has our review of the week. Yes, I have our review of the week. And this came from an email to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast at gmail.com. And this is from Gina. And she says, hey, gals, I've been breastfeeding my little man for eight months now. Woo. And it's been the best thing I've ever done, but also the most challenging I love all things breastfeeding. I hope to get certified in lactation one day and just discovered your podcast and really loving it. Thank you for helping support women in their breastfeeding journey, especially in the beginning when breastfeeding is just getting started. We are so fresh and vulnerable. It's such a breath of fresh air to hear women supporting women and building each other up with reassurance that we are strong, powerful, resilient badasses. I have shared your podcast with a few gal pals who are new to the breastfeeding game with brand new wee ones. Here's a picture of my milky guy, James, and she did add a picture. He's adorable. And she said, thank you, Gina. And that's amazing. First of all, the picture is adorable. I can't even take it. But we we are out here to, like, totally build you guys up. You know, not because we're just like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever, blah, 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 everybody should breastfeed. But we realize, we recognize that support is really, really important in this game. And sometimes you're not getting it from people that are right around you. So you can get it from us. We're going to support you. We have been there. We have totally been there. So go ahead, send us an email, send us a review if you want to on iTunes, whatever you need. And um, we would love to hear your story. Love to hear what works for you. And thank you so much, Gina. And today's episode is actually going to like be another like we hear you, we feel you, we're here for you kind of episode. Yeah, so the title, you're downloading it because you're like, oh my God, they're finally going to tell me how to night wean my child. So let me stop you right there. <laughs> There's, <laughs> We are going to talk deeply and intensely about that. However, um, we are, you know, this night weaning is more complicated than just here's what you do and then you'll be night weaned. We're going to talk about like what to expect and everything that goes into this. Um, you know, I want to tell you a lot of things. For example, you know, night weaning, if you think that you're going to night wean and then you're going to get more sleep, we'll talk about why that's not true. 
um, you know, it's not, you know, we need to, we need to work really hard to normalize night waking mm-hmm. because it is normal and it is healthy and it is developmentally appropriate. You know, if your child is not sleeping through the night, that means that they're not ready to sleep through the night. And, and it should so, be expected. Like it should, the, our society shouldn't be like, oh, we're expecting your child to sleep. It should be, we're expecting your child to be awake. Right. Like, this is normal. Yeah, this is normal. So, so yeah, so we're going to talk about all these things. I will, I, you know, let's just start talking. Um, <laughs> this is a hot topic for sure. It is. This is a really big topic. And people, the reason why that we wanted to do this is that people are constantly messaging me saying, my baby's waking up a million times a night. You know, um, I, you know, I don't know what to do. I need to, it's too much. I need sleep. I'm so tired. I have to get up. I need to, I need them to, you know, I need to wean them. How can I wean them? And so, you know, so, so this is a topic that we really want to like get out there and get all of the things that I, cause then I'm like, oh, here's a long <laughs> essay that I have to reply to you in, in Instagram. And I, you know, I, I think it would be just great to have this out there that we can share around and always have for people. So, um, Again, we need to normalize night waking. Yeah, we're always talking in our culture. We are talking constantly, constantly about um, about sleeping through the night and how we get our babies to sleep through the night and how do you do healthy sleep and all of this. And and this is not this is not based on child development because child development is, you know, they don't sleep through the night. And, and and this is like, you know, people will be like, well, my friend's baby slept through the night from six months. Okay, I don't know. I don't Every know baby's tell different. Every, Every baby's baby is different. different. And there's always that baby that slept through the night from the first day they came out sleeping and they're still sleeping. I don't, you know, I don't have any answers for that. They're just babies are different. And sometimes people are just, they forget. Yeah. They forget. You know, you might talk to your mom. You slept through the night. She doesn't know. She, your mom, like, they don't I don't remember. Yeah. They, people don't remember you know, all of the, all of that chaos, you know, of what it is to have a, have a baby. Um, and that's just why we keep having more, right? Cause if we remembered, <laughs> we'd never have more. <laughs> never I know I say that all more. the time. <laughs> never have more. We, we have families of one, everybody. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so, uh, so yeah, so, you know, night waking is is healthy. It's it's there's reasons for it. Your baby is not developmentally ready to sleep through the night. And that's because their brains are still growing and they need to be, you know, they need to not be in a in a in a deep sleep. You know, this is why they are just naturally wired to breastfeed more frequently. It's so that they stay in these higher levels or these less deep levels, shallower levels of sleep. Um, and this is all to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. So the other thing, too, that I want to mention quickly about it is for some reason, the sleep and how Abby's saying it's developmental. That is a really important piece I want everybody to remember. It's developmental. It has nothing to do with breastfeeding. Yes. It has nothing to do with breastfeeding. And for some reason, everybody goes, oh, if you weren't breastfeeding, your baby would sleep. Oh, if you introduce solids, your baby will sleep. Oh, if you just give formula at night, your baby will sleep. 
this is not a breastfeeding problem. It's just it's not, not a problem. Your baby wakes up and wants to breastfeed doesn't mean that it's a breastfeeding problem. Right. It's not. Yeah, it's not a problem, first of all. Right. And it has nothing to do with breastfeeding. So so say you successfully night wean and we're going to like I just jumping to the end. Say that you <laughs> successfully night wean. <laughs> Let's just say that your baby is still not going to sleep through the night. They're still not developmentally ready to sleep through the night. They're not going to. And you're going to, you know, so sit with that for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I that I want to make clear is that if you are thinking about. So the other thing that I think is important with with just the nighttime parenting is the idea is exactly the same as the daytime. So we talked about in our boundaries episode, we talked about how this can be a nice this is, you know, a, a step towards weaning. Right. A lot of times people are like, I can't stand it anymore. It's out of control. I've been breastfeeding on demand for two and a half years and I can't take it anymore. And then we say, hey, this is what somebody said to me. Um, They were like, hey, yeah. So some boundaries around breastfeeding really helped me around that time. And I was like, some what? First of all, boundaries was a new thing for me, period. Yeah. Like as, you know, just a woman and, you know, how people certain people are raised and how you know like putting up boundaries for myself was like new yeah um and so yeah around now i'm putting up boundaries now i'm going to start with my baby it felt so horrible you know and then but we did that episode so check out the the boundaries episode because this is where this is going to be uh hopefully a way a place where you can kind of shift your thinking on this so some people will say, like, I just need my body back. I can't take it anymore. It feels out of control. And when, for me, that's how I felt. And when I was introduced to the idea of boundaries, and when I got uh, my, you know, when I got kind of, because it brings up a lot of feelings too, kind of saying no or things like that, is, is it makes you feel guilty. You feel ashamed. You feel all of these things. Um, but you're kind of, you can process this and work through this during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, doing that at night is a whole different nighttime is a whole different ballgame. You know, starting during the day with this idea of boundaries. And my point being is that a lot of times when people are like, I need to wean, I can't take it anymore. Um, when you introduce the idea of boundaries, it's like, oh, OK, I can manage this. I wanted to make it, you know, two years or I wanted to naturally wean or whatever. Um, and then when people when you feel more in control, a lot of times people are like, OK, okay, I can manage this. I can get through this, you know, and, and it, and it makes it feel a little less out of control. Maybe even when you do get good at boundaries, you want to completely wean still. And that's fine. Creating those boundaries and doing that and getting good at that will help you to that goal too. So my suggestion is before any of that, you start with the daytime. And the daytime boundaries are very straightforward. There's an episode on that. There's even I have a blog post on it that you can quickly read the highlights on. It's like, you know, things like um, and again, this is the daytime. So there's things like, um, you know, picking the least important breastfeeding session of the day and starting to limit the duration of that. So you, you know, you sit with your kiddo and we're talking about older kiddos. Okay. So you are not creating boundaries and you are not 
you know, night weeding a, an infant. No. So we're talking about, you know, I mean, it, even like even at like one or two, I would say your baby is still a baby. I mean, every baby is different. Every child is different. You know, so you have to kind of gauge whether you think you're ready. But like before one is not this is not what we're talking about. There are no boundaries before one, really. No, that's no. And weaning, you know, I mean, if you wean, you know, certainly plenty of people wean at six months, but then you have to, you know, you have to replace it with formula. You have to still feed them when they're waking up. You still have to be, you know, responding that way. Um, so we are talking about older kids. And, and you know, uh, we think with boundaries, I started doing that. You know, I probably would have started the daytime boundaries with Jack, maybe around like two, two and a half. Um, I didn't know about it. So he was closer to three and he had a new brother. And so it was mass chaos. <laughs> um, but with Exley, you know, and then I started that probably around like two or three. And I even started with a little nighttime boundaries with Exley, which I I don't even remember what I did with Jack. I can't. Um, but so that's, you know, we can talk about that, too. And I'm talking a lot, Diane. Tell me to shut up when you need to say something. Oh, no, you're fine. I just interrupt when I want to say something. <laughs> And then throw you totally after game. That's how, that I feel <laughs> no guilty. No one helps me regroup. That's, actually, that's a different podcast. Um. So daytime boundaries look something like taking that you know, like I said, the least important important breastfeeding session of the, and you have to decide. You're like, what does least important mean? You figure it out. What does that mean? You know, what do you think is the least important one? Um, it's not going to be one at night. It's not going to be the one that goes to to bed. It's not going to be the one first one in the morning. You know, I don't know something in the afternoon, um, where you say, okay, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have you know booby, whatever you call it. We called it booby, which is so silly, I know, but um, you know, we're gonna do this for the ABCs, and then you sing the ABCs, and then we're done. And like, it's going to take them a little while to understand. And yes, they're going to get upset. And then you have to work through all of that. You know, go, if you don't know what I'm talking about and you need to work on this, go to the boundaries episode. Mm -hmm. um, and you can go through all of that. Work from there towards, you know, really comfortable with those, with those boundaries. Um, and then, you know, so with nighttime, Nighttime is totally different. If you if your child is to naturally wean, as we call it, or is to wean on their own, decide when they're going to wean, um, child-led weaning, whatever we call it, um, <laughs> the nighttime feedings are going to be the last ones that they let go of. Oh, yeah. Yep. So if you are like have never done any boundaries, you've never done any kind of, you know, talking, you know, like anything like that with your child and you're just going to start with the nighttime, you know, it's going to be really hard. And I, you know, it's going to be really hard either, either way. Because this this misconception, I think, that people are like, well, if I just wean at night, I'm going to get more sleep. Breastfeeding is keeping me up. <laughs> Breastfeeding is not keeping you up. Your baby is keeping right. you being up. Right. Being a parent is keeping you up. He, yeah. Yep. Having that baby and being the parent to that baby now is keeping you up. 
So there's no, you know, there is no, there's nothing that we can do to make your baby sleep at night. And when you do things that keep your, you know, that, you know, when you try to overfeed them or, you know, you switch to formula because you want, because you've heard that it makes them sleep deeper. There's reasons why there are risks to these things. Because that is not, that is a risk. This is a reason why formula is a SIDS risk. Right. That is not physiologically accommodating to your baby. No matter how much we want it to be, it's just not. No, and, and, you know, so then, you know, your neighbor's baby slept through the night at six months and now your baby's not, you know, you can't make your baby be the next door neighbor's baby. It's just, there's no way to do that. So you have your baby. Right. And your baby needs different things. So a lot of times what we hear is, I don't want to sleep train, but I need to get some sleep. So like, this is an alternative to that. Nobody wants to sleep. train. I don't think I've ever met a mom who's like, oh, I want to sleep train. I can't wait. I can't wait to sleep train. It's just not, right. you know. Your baby needs you. Yes. And let's talk more about that after a word from our sponsors, because, oh, my God. (laughs) It's already and I've oh, my God. Okay, We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. This week's episode is brought to you by Boob Butter. Do your nipples feel like they are burning? Put the burnout with Boob Butter. Boob Butter is the first lanolin, shea butter, and beeswax-free nipple cream and comes highly recommended by nursing moms. They can't get enough of it because it's not sticky or thick and it's easy to apply. And most importantly, it hydrates and softens your nipples, making breastfeeding more successful and less painful for you. It's safe for babies and doesn't need to be washed off before nursing. The special recipe uses kupwasu butter as a vegan alternative to lanolin to deeply hydrate to deeply hydrate the nipples, leaving them supple, soft, and intact. Now you can be CMO, Chief Milking Officer, without worrying about the painful cracks and dryness. Let boob butter help make bonding and connecting with your baby possible by keeping the unwanted soreness away. Head to boobandbaby.com. That's boobandbaby.com and save 10% off with, your, with promo code BADASS10. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Fairhaven Health is excited to introduce Sage Personal Moisturizer and Lubricant, the newest product in their vaginal care and comfort collection. Products designed to support vaginal health through every life stage. Sage is designed to to replenish your natural lubrication and provide temporary relief from vaginal dryness. Vaginal dryness is most common in older women. There are a handful of other factors that lead to vaginal dryness. Breastfeeding, some antidepressants, some fertility and cancer medications, stress, and even exercise. As with all their vaginal care products, Sage is made without estrogen, parabens, glycerol, or coating oils. Check out Sage and all the other vaginal care products at Fairhaven Health, that's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N, Health, Dot com and use promo code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. 
And all of our sponsors can be found in the show notes at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Just head to this episode, scroll down, you'll find the direct links to the sponsors, their promo codes. You'll find our show notes and you'll find breastfeeding resources. And you will also find um, information about scheduling your lactation consultation with Diane. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I have this week's um, um, shout out out of the week. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And this shout out of the week is going to go to Black Mom's blog. So Black Mom's blog, you can find them on Instagram. You can also find them at blackmomsblog.com. But specifically on August 23rd, they'll be holding a nurse-a-thon, a virtual nurse-a-thon. And it's an educational celebration to encourage black breastfeeding. And you're going to find speakers, like there's like 20 speakers, many that you've heard of. There's Vanessa Simmons from Normalized Breastfeeding, um, Blacktivist, uh, Ashley Wright. Um, These are people that are going to be speaking along with a whole bunch of other people um, during this nurse-a-thon. August 23rd, uh, 11 to 5 p.m. Eastern, um, we'll be talking, they'll be talking about um, strengthening strengthening the bond between mom and baby, Um, inverted nipples and tongue ties, breastfeeding during teething, supplementing, um, and what to do, um, you know, about, you know, early bonding. So check them out. You can register for this event at blackmomsblog.com. And you can also check them out on Instagram at Black Moms Blog. Sounds amazing. Yeah. So back to Nightwing. Do you have anything else to say? Well, <laughs> well, I'm just no. like blabbing here the whole time. No. The only thing I want to make sure I say, which I'm sure you're going to say too, and I'll probably say at the end, just to enforce, is that when doing any kind of boundaries with your child, you need to really be consistent with these boundaries it can't be like okay today i'm gonna do it and enforce it but tomorrow gosh he looks so cute in his little overalls so i really just can't be an enforcer today you know like you have to enforce those boundaries and you have to be consistent with them and that's the only way it works and your child is going to push back because that's what they do they're not going to be happy about this and that's okay that's part of the whole thing of like of that's why i'm saying like working on this during the day is going to help prepare you for the pushback at night um, because they are going to be so upset and you are going to have to be consistent and you are going to have to push through that and you're going to have to come to terms with your feelings about their feelings, which is a good preparation for the rest of your life. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> because That's like an understatement. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like Jack got something in his eye yesterday and it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. And I think it just ended up whatever it was that like scratched his eye because he says it still hurts today. But he cried. He's nine. He cried from two o'clock in the afternoon until he went to sleep at nine o'clock at night. And I, I mean, he just was so upset and crying. And I was just like, I was just as upset. I was cycling through like, you know, feeling empathetic to feeling annoyed to feeling I can't handle your feelings anymore to like you know this is just the beginning of like your baby crying because you said no you can't have booby right now 
is just their feelings are really hard to handle. Yeah. And then you because we can barely handle, handle our own. It's just <laughs> a lot going on. Yeah. So I think daytime, you know, practicing that during the daytime is um, going to help. And you know, like Diane said, of course, being consistent. And we talk, I think we talk in depth about, you know, dealing with our own feelings during that in that daytime boundaries episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but a little bit about like, again, back to normalizing night waking. Um, you know, the nighttime feedings can be very different than the daytime feedings too. just like the feedings themselves. The nighttime feedings are very important. So you're not, you know, it's not your baby's not just being annoying. They're not just like, oh, my God, you know, you know, gosh, you ate all day. You're still hungry. You know, no, you can't. You know, I don't want you to don't overeat. You know, like it's not about that. Um, You know, a lot of times for for kids, especially like, you know, toddlers, really busy toddlers, they're getting a lot of the milk at night Mm -hmm. because they're so distracted and they're so active during the day that a lot of the milk that they're getting is at night. You know, and the night feedings are really important for your night, your um, milk supply. Nighttime is very different, differently, you know, experienced by them as well, just because of the way that we are wired to our, you know, ancestors that were walking around with wild animals. <laughs> um, nighttime is like a time of, you know, a needed extra security. And, you know, of course, these things can be worked around if you really need to night wean, but, um, you know, and you're still keeping your child close. Um, but again, like what I said before, if you're naturally, we- if you're going to naturally weaning, just keep in mind that if you were to do that night, those night weaning sessions, the night nursing sessions would be the very last to go. Even though it's the first ones that we want to stop, mm-hmm. they would be the last ones that your baby would stop. And don't forget your baby is waking for reasons that don't have anything to do with milk too. Like right. it's, it's so true that they are distracted and busy during the day that they're probably, you know, they, they need to have those night feeds to kind of like, you know, for those calories. But there's also situations and times where, yeah, your child did eat enough during the day to have nothing to do with the food. It could be that they are teething and uncomfortable. It could be that something woke them up. It could be that they need a diaper change and now can't go back to sleep. Like there's a lot of reasons why your baby wakes up during the night. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why we wake up during the night. So try to think about it as like, okay, it's not just a food thing. And I don't know how many times we say that and it still just doesn't resonate with people that this is not always a food thing. It's just your baby. It's just what they need at that moment. Right. Right. Um, And then, so a lot of times people will be like, I can't take it anymore. I need tonight wean. And so I'm stopping tonight. And then the child is like so upset. (laughs) And then the whole house is awake. Yeah. Like tonight's it. You're cut off. And then the child is so upset. And then they, and then, and then the parents are so upset and then the whole house is awake and then they're just like, you know, you're like, oh, my God, I've created a monster, you know, like I've created this bad habit, you know, because now they just won't go to sleep without nursing. Also, going to sleep nursing is normal. Yeah. And a totally natural thing for your baby to do. That's how your baby knows to go to sleep. So if you're going to, you know, we talk about I know Diana said this before in, in the weaning episodes. If you're going to wean, you need to replace it with something else. But you can't just give them a lollipop and expect them to be happy. Especially you know, in the middle of the night. Right. Like that's not, you know, the, the, the transition 
from breastfeeding to another way of being comforted to sleep takes time. You know, and when Exley was a little bit older, I'd say he was probably like, I don't know, three or something. I started feeling that night, that night stuff. I was just like, oh my God, I can't lay in this position any longer. And so, you know, a lot after, you know, working on some of this stuff during the day, at night, I started to say, okay, Exley, we're going to have booby for one more minute and then I'm going to put my arm around you. And it didn't go over well all the time, but eventually it did. And he would nurse for a minute and then I would say, okay, I'm going to put my arm around you now. And he would unlatch and turn around. And I would put my arm around him and he would wake up maybe a little while later and we'd do the same thing. But I was getting some time. I was getting him to let go. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that helped. That was creating like a nighttime boundary for myself. Um, So, uh, you know, the other thing, too, just to keep in mind is that if you're working, if you if you're sometimes when night weaning happens, weaning altogether happens. Because the nighttime nursing is so important to them that if they're not, if they start to not be nursing at night, they might just wean altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, not to scare you or anything. I know people are like, oh, they're just telling us not to night wean. Look, I just don't want, you know, I don't want you to be, I, I'm trying, you know, we're trying to like bust some myths here, you know, around all of this. Because time and time again, people say to me, how can I wean? I can't stand nursing and being awake at night anymore. And there's just a lot to unpack with that statement. Yeah. And it's not an easy answer. It's either. not. And it doesn't, you are not going to get more sleep. You know, if you're associating the night waking with breastfeeding and you think that stopping breastfeeding is going to make you get more sleep, it's not. Because they're still going to wake up. Oh my God, I think I had less sleep. That's the thing Honestly, is that breastfeeding yeah. keeps them often keeps them quiet. And, you know, at least, you know, a little bit settled. So, um, I don't know. Send me all the hate mail. That's fine. <laughs> Argue with me. It's fine. I totally get it. People have different opinions about this. It's a hot topic. You know. And it is. There's and no really, science there, books. There's Go no ahead. good answer. You know, and people really do want it. Like, and I have people that reach out to me, too, that are like, all right, you know, this is it. What What am I supposed to do? I can't take it. I, you know, it's, I've had enough. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you need to set up boundaries. But then they don't like that answer either. Because that's hard to do. Right. So that's me. That you will be awake more during this transition of, you know, trying to replace some of the night sessions with something else like back rubs or rocking or something like that is going to take time and you're going to be awake more. Right. This has nothing to do again. This has nothing to do with breastfeeding. This is parenting. This is an infant thing. This is a baby thing. This is a child thing. And you're going to have a lot of nights after you night wean when your child is you know, getting older that you're going to be awake with them. It's just, that's just how it is. You know, I mean, you're just going to be awake with them. I don't yeah, care if they're I seven, don't... eight, nine years old, there's going to be something happen where you're going to be awake with your child. It just happens. Yeah. I mean, Jack, Jack is nine. I'd say he's been sleeping through the night without waking, at least without looking for me um, since maybe like a year. Mm-hmm. Exley is six. He still wakes up at night and tries to and wants to know where I am. Um, he doesn't nurse anymore, but he wakes up. Yeah, because he's six. You know, and yeah. and I think you know a lot of this. 
We think it's not normal when kids are not sleeping through the night very early, but actually normally and biologically and physiologically, they're not sleeping through the night until they are much older. And this is some such a misconception in our culture. This is a big fat lie. I mean, I don't kids are we don't sleep through the night. No, I don't. I mean, I heard the rain last night and it woke me up and I was like, oh, you hear the rain. Like, sometimes you just roll over and you wake up because you're uncomfortable. Whatever. Your your baby does the same thing. Your toddler, your kid, like they do the same thing. Yeah. You go in and out of um, sleep stages. You go up and down. You go into deep sleep and then into light sleep and you do this all night. Mm-hmm. You're not in like, you're not unconscious when you go to sleep. I mean, you shouldn't be. It's kind of scary. <laughs> Maybe some people are. Yeah. But that's not, you know. Uh, so, um, you know, nursing all the time and nursing on demand since the time of birth is a lot. Um, so I do suggest boundaries because I think boundaries can help people reach their breastfeeding goals. Absolutely. Because they feel more, more in control and you feel like more in control of your body. And they also, if you do that and you're like, nope, sorry, Abby, you're wrong. I still want to wean. Fine. Now you have your avenue. You know, now you have your path. Now you know how to do it once you get good at those boundaries. And, and I'm not got your saying start. you've started. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're already you've already started. And so there is. Um, there is uh, Dr. Jay Gordon is a pediatrician who um, he's like a big breastfeeding guy, but he has this like gentle night weaning kind of method. Um, and so I'm looking at it right here. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but I can link this if you're, if you really want, um, you know, if you want to look into this and start something like this. So it's, you know, it's things like, you know, choosing a chunk of time at night that you, he suggests choosing a seven hour stretch, you know, whatever that is you choose. Um, and then, so for the first three nights, if your child wakes during those hours that you've blocked out. He suggests comforting them, you know, without feeding them by rubbing their back or um, rocking them or anything like that. So, you know, I worked with a sleep consultant and, you know, we were working with actually was a lot awake a lot at night. And he was really having a hard time settling, which was not a feeding problem. It was just, you know, actually. And so she was like, try, you know, before feeding him. You know, try rubbing his back, try doing this. It never worked. Um, And I'm not saying that this isn't going to work for you, but I'm just saying this is written very clearly. Like things are not going to play out like this. You know, it's going to take work and it's going to take time. You're going to go through that first night and you're going to be like, this doesn't work. Um, And like maybe it won't work well for you. Maybe it works well for somebody else. So that's another thing to remember with this is that, you know, it's just not going to go as smoothly, maybe. As you want it to. Um, And then you only feed the child again once they've fallen back asleep without being fed and then they wake up again. So it's like very, I know it sounds very confusing. It's much easier to follow um, when you're actually reading it. Um, So you're repeating that for the first three nights. Uh, he says it's okay to, you know, to, to nurse them if they get too upset. So he certainly takes that into consideration too, which I appreciate because there are some obviously like cry it out or whatever, which, which is an option, right? 
Right. Like if there's you know, people are like, yeah. you just, you know, cry it out. Yeah. This is the reason why we're not even like talking about that is because I don't promote that. I don't, yeah, I don't no. support that. No. I don't support, I don't support it. So I'm not saying like, oh yeah, you go ahead and just cry it out and then they'll go back to sleep, which is true, but you know, there's consequences. And I just think it's like mean. Yeah. And it's not, you know, there's so much research around it if anybody wants it. But um, then the second three nights, um, you will, then you move on to like stop offering the nursing and then you just do the back rubbing. Um, So he has more of like straightforward steps for you if you want to do that. I'll link it so you can read it. And um, there's also this something there is um a book called nurses when the sun shines Mm -hmm. and it's a really cute book it's by oh my god i can't think of her name right now Catherine. i don't know how to say her last name shevin shevin i'll I'll link that too um she i have this book and so this is something you know that you can it's a kid's book it's for kids it's got little um a little uh thing in the back for you to read about like night weaning and gently night weaning uh, you know, talking to your child about it, about like how the, how, you know, Booby's going to sleep now and then you can, how they wake up in the morning. And, um, the book is very cute. My kids at nine and six, like still really like the book. <laughs> they get very excited when it's daytime and nurse again, even though neither one of them nurse anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it is cute. It is something that you can like work with your kid to, to, you know, kind of get used to the idea of not nursing at night. Um, but again, they need to be older, and it's a process. Mm-hmm. And I also want to say too, before we go, that this should not be something you're doing alone. You know, in- involve your partner with this. If you have a partner there with you at night, and this, you know, you can send your partner, have your partner do the back rubbing, have your partner do some of the cuddling, see if that, you know, is going to be soothing for the baby or for your toddler or for your child until, you know, you need to go ahead and, and nurse again while you're going through this process. Like I have a lot of people, sometimes I will suggest that to people, well, you know, how about you send your partner in or how about you have your partner try to engage this? And they go, oh no, my partner's sleeping. Like this is a family uh, thing. Wake them up. Yeah. This is a family thing. Sometimes we know that children respond differently to different parents. So if they see you, sometimes that's what they want is to nurse because they know that that's their, their comfort and that's what they're getting, you know, that's, that's what they want to do with you. Sometimes if you have your partner go in, that will help. It just yeah, depends we got on your to, setup too. It depends on your, you know, right. on, on how you have it set up, but. Right. And to make all of this easier, I highly suggest bed sharing. And, you know, send all the hate mail about bed sharing, but the science does not support that. Science supports the safety and, you know, the 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 reducing of risks with bed sharing, safe bed sharing, um, which you can find. We can also link. And you get more sleep Um, and you get more sleep and the baby is there. You're not you know, you can also you know, there's different options for like co-sleeping if you're. If you want to put, you know, just the crib in the room or you want to sidecar the crib to the bed or just bring your baby in bed. Don't believe all the hype. You know, there's bed sharing is not unsafe. Unsafe bed sharing and unsafe sleep spaces are unsafe. Mm -hmm. But this is a normal, natural occurrence throughout human 
existence. Um, and it helps people get more sleep. So um, I think that I was going to say something else, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> uh, There's a lot to this topic. There is a lot, um, you know, and you can, you know, tell us what you think and you can, well, no, we're going to link a million things for you to read further about this. But you know what, maybe you're somebody who's been through it and you have some tips to share. We would love that. You know, we would love it if you want to send in what you did that worked well for you. And we will share that too, because, you know, you can't have enough helpful suggestions when it comes to a topic like this. It's kind of solidarity, you know, like we don't have the answer, the direct answer for you or the quick answer or the easy answer, but we've been there. We get it. Yeah. I know what I was going to say now. Okay. So we got to the point. So I had Jack and Exley and Exley was really little. He was like still a baby under one, I think. And I would be upstairs nursing Jack to sleep at night. And my husband would take Exley and like rock him in the rocking chair while I was busy. And then we would switch, you know, then my husband would bring me Exley and then I would lay with him to sleep. But Exley would already be asleep. Like he just got used to falling asleep in the rocking chair with my husband. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it was just, you know, this is a it's like a routine that we just fell into. Um, and so you're going to, you know, you got to find these things at work, but it's true that, you know, they can, you know, they will kind of, you know, in the middle of the night, you need help from your partner, wake them up, mm -hmm. you know, have them, you know, they can be, they can be participating too. And it does, you know, they will fall asleep. Yeah. And what a great bonding time for your, your partner. Really? You know, like, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Everybody should be involved. Everybody should be awake. That's everybody should be awake. I'm awake. Yeah. Everybody's awake. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. So good luck. And yeah, we feel you. <laughs> yeah. And okay. Let, and let us week. know. Yeah. Let us yeah. know if there's anything else. And uh, happy World Breastfeeding Month. Yeah. Woohoo. Bye. Bye. Bye.